Hello guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here. Um, today's courtesy clip is one that I have been knowing that I need to share because it really was such a transformative experience for me, but one that I've kind of been putting off because it is, I don't want to say embarrassing, but for a while it did feel that way and it felt like really silly and I felt really foolish and I do think I had to get to a place of being accepting of the situation before ever really being able to share it and feeling comfortable sharing it but I do think that this is something that unfortunately probably happens often but had made me realize something that is just very all-encompassing about you know being a human dealing with your emotions all that kind of stuff so without further ado we're gonna get this one started and the title of today's courtesy clip is i promise you will heal if you let yourself feel so back in december of 2019 i went on a cruise with my best friend so we were able to escape new jersey cold we had splurged and gotten the unlimited drink package and the best food package we got a room with a balcony and it just was awesome. We were able to spend time at the beach and the pool. We did karaoke. And, you know, you can think, like, how can it get any better? You're already on vacation with your best friend. Well, you throw in a vacation fling and just really seems like that's always the cherry on top. So on our second night, uh, my best friend Katie and I decided to check out the ship's nightclub. It was like a lounge, I kind of turned nightclub, and as I was ready to head back to my room and call it quits, I was so tired, I remember, and there was another guy who had been there who just was kind of bothering me, and I just was not having it, so I was like, alright, like, I'm gonna head back. So I'm getting ready to leave, and then I bump into who... What we, who we'll call Zach, we'll protect the, uh, the not-so-innocent here. So I bumped into this tall guy named Zach, and he gave me some interesting compliment about my glasses. I say interesting because, like, at that point, no one had ever pointed out my glasses, and I think it's because I had just started wearing them, but I thought he was cute. We started dancing, we started talking, and then, truthfully, the rest of the week was history. So we stayed up. The entire night, the first night we met, I often compare it to the scene in Crazy Stupid Love where Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's characters are like about to sleep with each other, but they ultimately don't because they spend the whole night laughing and joking around. And that's essentially what that first night of meeting Zach was. We just kind of explored the ship, walked around, we even watched the sunrise as we were approaching Labadee, which was the island in Haiti that our boat was docking at the next day. And, you know, the whole time, all I kept saying is, oh, I need to make sure I see you again. I need to make sure I see you again. And spoiler alert, he did. Um, we ended up running into each other every single night. And every single night, so for four nights, you know, I had spent hours upon hours with this boy we wandered the ship, we got drinks, we got pizza. When it was like well past dining hours, we'd sit and chat on like the deck, even though it was super windy at 2 a.m. And it all felt so 
surreal. Like, it really felt like something that would only happen in a movie. But at the same time, like, it felt kind of right because we had, like, quite a bit in common from music tastes and hobbies, high school sports. His best friend actually had even gone to the same college as me, um, but he ultimately transferred. But so we, like, could have very easily crossed paths at some point while he was there. And interestingly enough, out of the hundreds and thousands of people I could have met on this cruise, Zach was also from New Jersey, and at the time he lived only like 20 minutes away from me. So I won't bore you with any other details, but you get the point. You know, we hardly slept, we hung out the entire week, and I spent the whole week honestly like trying to not catch feelings. And my friend is there to, she bared, I don't know if that's the word witness to the whole thing she was like oh like do you want to see him again like I was like I don't know and she's like oh I could tell you're really on the fence and I'm like yeah I don't know like I definitely don't want to get my hopes up but like I had such a blast that whole week but as you can probably assume where the story's going when we had returned to our respective towns things went south he was still trying to like maintain contact and hang out which at first I was all for until I had found out he had a long-term girlfriend, which was a detail conveniently left out the entire week on the cruise. So a follow on Instagram and finding the guts to ask was all it took. And the night that I found out about his relationship, I remember being out to dinner with my parents and I could hardly focus on the conversation at all. I just could not wait to get in the car, go home and like get to my room. So when I got home that night, all I could do was cry. I felt guilty, I was angry, I was sad, I was shocked, but, you know, I I did try to distract myself after I had found out and, like, to just not let it bother me. I kept telling myself I don't have a right to feel this way, there's no point in being sad, it was never real to begin with, so after that night, I really tried my best to just forget the experience ever happened. A few days later, my friend called me to see how I was doing, and as you probably can guess, I wasn't feeling my best. You know, for those who don't know me, it could sound like I'm being dramatic about this. But my friends, especially my best friend who was on the cruise with me, knew that this was really the cherry on top of what had been a long string of not the best luck when it had come to boys. She also witnessed my interactions with Zach firsthand, and even she felt fooled. So she called me. I was sitting in my car, I was, I distinctly remember I'm sitting in the gym parking lot trying to wipe my tears before heading into the gym and I told her how stupid I felt. I said, you know, there's not a point, it doesn't, there was never a chance, he was never mine, he wasn't who I thought he was anyway, like I don't even, I don't want to be sad, I'm tired, you know, over the summer I'd had a similar experience so this theme of dishonesty just felt really constant. And I didn't want to care, so I acted like I didn't. And clearly that was not working out very well for me. Um, But she had said to me, just because of how it turned out doesn't mean you're not allowed to be upset about it. And in that moment, I realized she was right. You know, regardless of the outcome, my experience was real and my feelings were valid I didn't imagine four days of what felt like a rom-com, like that is what happened. And it finally clicked for me. I realized that I could only move forward and heal from the situation if I was brutally honest with myself. 
I was only going to be able to get over what had happened if I sat in my misery for a little bit. So that night I went to the gym, I lifted, I used the spin bike until I was absolutely exhausted. And on the drive home, I blasted music and I cried. And that for sure was not the last time I took a drive like that. But there was a difference between this cry and the one from the night I had found out and from the one that had came out when I was on the phone with my friend. And the difference was... I accepted it. I realized that the more I was passing judgment on my feelings and I tried to suppress them, the worse I felt. And by completely minimizing the situation, I wasn't allowing myself to grieve. I actually saw a post on Instagram a few weeks after this epiphany and I saved it immediately because it said, unpopular opinion, there is still grief involved in letting a toxic person go. And at this point, You know, out of all the difficult relationship and boy situations I had been in, this was easily the most toxic and all I wanted to do was be angry and move on. But there's grief and heartbreak and there's grief in learning that someone isn't who you thought they were. So of course there's sadness, like a lot of sadness. And I needed to accept that. So I share this story because I want to remind anyone reading listening to this right now that no matter what your situation is right now whether you're experiencing grief anger pain sadness frustration disappointment or all of them together just remember that those feelings are so hard (laughs) um so hard to feel enough like on their own and when you judge yourself for feeling that way You're only compounding those intense negative feelings. And this had all happened literally right before COVID. And thankfully, I'd kind of gotten myself out of the slump before COVID was really at its peak. But I remember I was reflecting on the situation during one of my quarantine walks a few months later. And I just was thinking about that. I was thinking like, wow, I really was making myself feel so terrible on top of already feeling devastated. And I came up with a little saying that is the title of this post. And it's, I promise you will heal if you let yourself feel. So think about it like scraping your knee on the pavement. If you scrape it bad enough, you can't just put a bandaid on it and hope for the best. You have to go in and you clean it and get all the gunk out and disinfect it. Um, And that process usually stings. It usually feels really shitty. But once you do get all the junk out and you deal with the initial problem, it's a lot easier for your body to rebuild and to heal. You might still have a scar, but in time, you can return to a pretty healthy looking and functioning knee. However, if you skip that disinfecting step, you're only making matters worse. If you ignore the problem or just throw the bandaid on without true care it doesn't heal properly. It might start to look funky. You could get an infection. Maybe a few weeks or even months go by and everything seems fine, but then one day you fall again and it reopens or it just starts throbbing. Now it's even worse than before. And the same thing happens with your feelings. When you're in difficult situations or handling emotions that are difficult to navigate or uncomfortable to feel and you try to repress them, 
you risk a tougher recovery. If you don't go in and quote, you know, sting a little bit and don't allow yourself to really feel your feelings and clean the wound, the problems and the pain could sneak back in at any time and feel way worse than before. If you don't clean your infected knee, it might flare up again. You might try to go for a run and it starts to hurt. You're trying really hard to move on and live your normal day to day, but that pain is still lingering. But had you had cleaned it and dealt with that sting, yeah, sure, the scar might bother you, but it's not going to hinder you forever. When it came to Zach for a good week, I tried to just completely disregard my feelings to push how I felt down because it didn't feel like I had any right to feel hurt, to minimize my sadness because, again, what was the point? You know, it didn't matter. I didn't have him. He wasn't who I thought he was. And it just made the situation 10 times worse. And it wasn't until that day that I made the decision that I was going to just let myself be sad when I wanted to be sad. That's when my healing process really began. When you allow yourself to sit in your pain and allow yourself to feel it, as difficult as it is, over time, it gets much easier to tackle versus you repressing it. Sorry, you might hear some traffic in the background. Um, And this was a really good exercise for me in making the distinction that I am a human with feelings and I'm not my feelings. So you are not defined by what you feel. You experience what you experience and you feel it, but that doesn't define who you are. It just means that this is the experience that you're having right now. So when you make that distinction that you are human with feelings and you're not your feelings, day by day it gets a lot easier. I'm not saying you're ever gonna have a perfect knee or a perfect heart or a perfect trust barrier, but you will be so much further along than had you put the tiny band-aid on and just ignored it. For me, thankfully, and I do say thankfully, I had experienced heartbreak before, so I knew it was temporary and that kept me from going insane, but this was really a pain and a sadness that I had never felt before. I even remember there was one week I was waking up at 3 a.m. consistently and I would just experience this immense heaviness and this wave of sadness and I wrote a note to myself saying wrote a note to myself on my phone saying like I can't wait to not feel this way anymore and I still have that note to this day on my phone it was guilt it was disappointment it was extreme sadness and it took me quite some time to not feel that way anymore it took about two months and even now and then I think about that situation sometimes I feel a little sad or a little funny I even had to make some decisions during that time, like not really drinking um, because I didn't want to, you know, partake in any activity that I thought would amplify those feelings or bring them out in a way that wasn't how I wanted to deal with it. Maybe I was uncomfortable, but I didn't ignore it. And I stopped judging myself for having these negative, difficult feelings. You can't keep everything bottled up forever. And when you're experiencing tough emotions, your judgment against yourself for feeling that way only makes it 10 times worse. That's honestly why I get like iffy over the term like bad mental health day. Like someone like, I'm like, oh, I'm on a bad mental health day. Feeling anxious and angry or sad doesn't mean your mental health is bad. It just means you're a human being with experiences and emotions and feelings. And 
you need to just remember that your feelings are your feelings and they're okay and they're valid and difficult feelings don't need difficult judgment. How can you cope with anger, disappointment, or pain if all you're going to try to do is hide it? And, you know, I would like to make a point and say, of course, some feelings are tougher to navigate than others, and it can't always be done alone. So if you are afraid or hesitant to feel your feelings alone, don't be afraid to reach out for help, to call or to text a friend, to turn to a hotline, to watch a YouTube video, like find a Google forum, like just even to ask for someone to even just sit there with you and provide support and company, even without advice and direction. This situation in particular and my past experiences had made me prefer to handle this and navigate how I felt for the most part alone, but that's not always the case. And isolation for some, like really, when you're dealing with something really difficult, isolation is hardly the answer. I'm not a licensed professional. I can't talk as if I am one. This is simply my experience and everyone is different, but we all deserve the same open space to be in our feelings and to navigate our feelings without judgment. So like I said, the biggest thing when it comes to your feelings and your mental health, the situations you go through is to not judge yourself for having them, allow yourself to have them and you know, don't, like, don't try to just ignore it. Even maybe take the time to understand why you're feeling the way that you're, way that you are. And honestly, that's even a discussion for another day. Don't think that your feelings are invalid. And of course, I'm not saying that you should go feel your feelings at the expense of anyone else. I'm not saying to be angry and go hit someone in the face or act out towards someone or say something you don't mean. Of course, we need to figure out ways to cope in a healthy way and allow yourself to be mad, frustrated, or upset. Um, Just not, like I said, at the expense maybe of other people because it's not forever. It's scary and it's tiring, but in time, it gets better. I can promise you that. If you're struggling right now with anything at all, this is your reminder that it's okay to feel how you're feeling right now and that it's not forever. It's temporary. And you're going to come out of this so much stronger and so much wiser. And when you allow yourself time to grieve, that's when you really open the door to healing. And you will come back stronger. So just remember, feel free to come back to this episode or read the blog. If you ever need a reminder or you're ever getting mad at yourself or being sad or being disappointed, um, that you will heal if you let yourself feel. Thanks so much, guys, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and I look forward to chatting with you soon.